Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Reverend Ezuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. Hi, hello, I'm Pastor Obi. Welcome to Sunday service. I'm so glad you are able to tune in. How has your week been? I trust your week has gone smoothly. As you know, we are running a series which I call Erasing God. What does that mean? A lot of people are like, Erasing God? What are you talking about? Erasing God is a series that God told me to teach. He spoke to me specifically to teach on this series. It's a series where we are from the scriptures bringing out truths about God. Who God really is so that we can erase every misconception that we've had prior about God and install a fresh revelation, fresh insight of who God really is based on his nature, based on his character, based on his attributes. You see why you shouldn't let anyone tell you that God is counting your sins against you. He said that when he forgives, he forgets. He forgives, he doesn't remember. He forgives, he takes your sins and dumps them in the sea of forgetfulness. Never, ever to be remembered. That is how much God loves you. Don't you ever believe anyone that tells you otherwise because it is not true. His word is true. If his word says it, I believe it. That settles it. So my dear friend, God never, ever remembers your sins. Only Satan does. God separates you from your sins as far as the east is from the west. Try making the journey from east to the west. Guess what? Guess what? You will never arrive. That is how far God has ensured that no one digs up your sins. But Satan at times paints a false picture in your mind that God is mad with you and that he will punish you for your sins. That isn't true. Satan is killed at falsely accusing God. He tells you that God will judge you, that God will punish you for the sins of the past. Can we just think about this for a moment? It is not true. God himself, who can never lie, tells us that he does not remember our sins. So don't let Satan ever again deceive you into believing otherwise. Now, I love the next verse, verse 13 to 14. And see what the psalmist says. He said, the Lord is like a father to his children. Isn't that awesome? He said, he's tender, he's compassionate to those who fear him. He now said, for he knows how weak we are and he remembers that we are dust. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, right? Jesus taught his disciples about this, about this. He taught them with the first line of prayer, or the pattern of prayer, how important having a relationship with God is and the importance of that relationship that we have with God. He taught them with this first line of prayer, the nature of the relationship we have with God. He taught them with this first line of prayer 
the way we should approach God when we come to God in prayer. He thought them with this first line of prayer that God is not just a God or our God. He thought them, he taught them that God is our Father more than any other thing God is to us. Our Father. Abba Father. So Jesus, in other words, wanted us to approach God as a Father when we communicate with Him, not as a God. No other form of worship has the kind of relationship with your deity. They all, all approach their deity in fear of retribution. They all worship their deity in fear, but not so for us. We worship God, our Father, in love. We worship without bondage. We approach God with confidence. We come knowing for sure that we have the right to come boldly. We come to him knowing for certain that we have right standing with him. Nowhere in the lost prayer did Jesus address him as God. This alone is a faith booster because a child comes to his father with no doubt, with no fear, with no worry, with no anxiety, with no, with, 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 with no, with no, with no, I don't know, atom of um, unassuredness that his dad will receive him. And that is the same way we should always come to God. We should approach God as a father that he is. So this is the mentality we should always have always have when we come to God. We should have the mentality that we are acceptable, we are accepted, and he will not reject us. We should have the mentality that he's our father, he's our father, he's my father, and as our father, he is never mad with us. Now verse 16 to 17 now says, Our days here on earth, are like grass, like wild flowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever. Hallelujah. He said his love remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to our children and our children's children. <laughs> this is awesome. Wow. God's unfailing love for us exceeds our life here on earth. God's unfailing love for us transcends dimension. Do you know what that means? It simply means that we will never die. When we transcend to a different dimension, God's love follows us on dying, on ending, and never ending love of God. His love for us is generational. Our children will benefit from his love for us. Our children's children will reap the dividends of his love for us. 
Isn't that awesome? What kind of benefit transcends down generation? Because I served God, my children will reap the benefit. I am reaping the benefit of my daddy's service to God. That is awesome. It's like dividends that keeps giving and giving and giving. Wow. So you can clearly see God's attribute shining through, through his personhood. That is awesome. Now, as I conclude this, I want to share some things. Um, some of the things we enjoy having God as our father. Now, the first is his patience and kindness never, ever runs dry. I love that, you know. The Bible in that place in Psalm 103 verse 12 assures us, as far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions from us. That means our heavenly father, your heavenly father, also never holds a grudge or brings up our past. He's very patient with you. Yes, he is. He cannot, you cannot exhaust his patience. Everything God does, he does to the extreme, including his patience with you. Never believe that God is tired of you, that God is sick of putting up with you, that God is, he has given up on you. Never, ever, ever believe that. Now, the second thing I want to talk to you about is that God is always approachable as a father. He's always approachable. You know, my sons don't entertain any fear when they want to talk to me about something. They just come through the door like they own the door and they own the room and blot out anything they want to tell me. And the Bible tells us that in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 where he says, draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we might obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. So let us boldly and confidently reach out to God whenever, however we want, when we need Him. The third thing I want to point out to you as I'm ending is that we don't have to earn His love. There's nothing you do that will earn God's love for you. Oh, yeah, there's nothing you do. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Never think you have to do something, then God will reciprocate. No, he took the first step towards us. He drew near first. He approached us first. He has done it all first. All he requires from you is just to respond to his love. Just say yes to his proposal. Just accept his love. You don't need, I repeat, you don't need to do anything to earn his love. You know, the Bible tells us something in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says that God demonstrated his love towards us, that whilst we were yet in sin, that whilst we were yet sinners, and as sinners, we were his enemy. So God shed his, his, the blood of his son. God sent his only son to die for us while we were sinners. Why we are his enemy. He loved us that much to give up his Holy Son for us. If he was able to do that, if he was able to demonstrate his love by allowing Christ to die for us, 
There is nothing that he cannot do for us. His love for us is unconditional. We need to stop thinking it is conditional. We need to stop thinking there is something we need to do to earn his love, to earn that miracle, to earn that grace or that mercy. There is absolutely nothing. You don't need to sow a seed to get a miracle from God. It is not an exchange. That is not, it's not a transaction rather. God has done the exchange already for us through Christ Jesus. We don't need to transact anymore. All we need to do is to believe that he has done it and then come in faith, in hope, and collect everything that he has already done through Christ Jesus. Now, the fourth thing I want to talk to you about is that we will never lose his love. Never. He's our father. Fathers never ever stop loving their kids. Some, some earthly fathers might, but our heavenly father won't. He will never, ever stop loving us. I like the way someone put it. He said, you will never blow it enough to lose God's love. And that is so true. Now, let me read a passage for you from Romans chapter 8. I'll read from the New Living Translation. I'll read from verse 35 to verse 39. And I really want you to listen. Now, the Bible says, Can anything ever separate you, separate us from Christ's love? Wow. He said, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are you persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger? Whenever you're hungry, whenever you're going through hard times, does it mean that God has stopped loving you? That is the question he's asking. No, he hasn't. He won't. He never will stop loving you. No matter what you're going through, he will never ever stop loving you. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week. Same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. See you.